Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CAPITAL200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CAPITAL200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CAPITAL200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 Moneyline wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Four, three... Man, oh man, you can hear the chants all the way in the cheap seats. It's C.M. Punk. I told you last week that the very moment we start this show this week on Corner to Corner, that by God, the first words out of my mouth would be C.M. freaking Punk. Last Friday, this past Friday, wow. We have got a lot to cover on Corner to Corner right here tonight at C2C Radio Show. I'm Stan Grubb. Brian Taylor is with me. Brian, how's it going, buddy? Great. So what you're not seeing is I'm bowing to the crowd, <laughs> giving the Queen's wave, and now I'm giving the finger, right? <laughs> Thank you, Wade Barrett. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> One of the best uh, moments in our fandom, I think. Oh, yeah, that, that was absolutely the best. And it's a shame that I guess those days are over, that we can hijack a house show. Uh, but I, it looks like they're over. It may be over, which is a shame. Yeah. Um, some of the most fun you can possibly have is at, was at WWE house shows, in all honesty. Back in the day, WCW house shows were the thing. WWE had that. I think they had that market cornered from 14 on through 16, maybe 17. 
great little time period where it was just easy and fun. Um, and Wade Barrett was a great example of one of those guys that would just him and the Miz, uh, uh, Xavier uh-huh. Woods, just guys. Alicia that would just, Fox. Oh yeah, famous. yeah. Um, people that just would interact. Dolph Ziggler also. Man, I has there been in the entire time you've been a fan, Brian? Has there been a time as electric as what we witnessed Friday night on TNT before any music hit? Just as the show opened and all you could hear was CM Punk over and over again. So, I... Alright, so... uh, 48. I go back to the early 70s. Of course, Mm -hmm. I wasn't watching in the early 70s, but I've seen the rise of Hulkamania. The Horsemen. Mm -hmm. The NWO. Uh, you know, I've witnessed matches like Kenny and Okada. I've, uh, Hogan and The Rock, when the crowd flips them. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin 316. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've witnessed all types of crazy moments, and I'm trying to think, like, which ones have been, for me, the most, like, Jericho winning that title. Mm-hmm. Remember that one? Yep, at State College up in PA, yep, yep. Yes, and then he wins. I'm not kidding you. My hands hit the ceiling. I jump so stupid high. And, you know, there again, there are just moments. Foley and The Undertaker and Hell in a Cell. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are just many, many moments. But I'm going to have to, I'm going to literally have to say, I don't. I don't recall anything like that. Like, you could feel it through your TV. If you go to YouTube today and you watch it, you can still feel it. I would recommend getting a feed from inside the arena mm-hmm. on somebody's cell phone to get a, a better grasp of, of, uh, of this. If I was Tony, I would have had a mic out there in the ring or something to pick up the you know the entire crowd and just let it go. When the reports come out that you couldn't hear the song playing, mm-hmm. it's true, especially if you find these cell phone videos, you can't hear it. It was great. It was it was it was the I think the craziest thing I can honestly say I've seen. In a very, very, very long time. Quick chronology for longtime listeners of not just Corner to Corner, but myself. June 27th, 2011. CM Punk sits, in, sits at the top of the ramp and cuts what many call the pipe bomb promo. One of the largest audiences we ever had in a previous network on a show called Midnight Wrestling. Two guys that never really worked together outside of, you know, a couple of cameo appearances on podcasts. But we had well over a 1,000 live listeners listening at 12 midnight Eastern time right there on, on, on a different network, Brian. And it was crazy because that same network never got any other attention. And I knew something was just different about that moment, right? Fast forward to Money in the Bank. Now, and and I'm not trying to make this about me. I want to clarify this, but another show I'm hosting with my friend Mike. 
We go right after the show is done for Money in the Bank, where Punk wins the title from Cena and leaves. Again, record, absolute record listeners live. I think we had over 2,000, and downloads were insane for that show. We didn't really cover anything else outside of the reaction for CM Punk. The United Center gets booked a month and a half ago, almost two months ago, off of a rumor. Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful.com reports on a rumor that CM Punk and Tony Khan have been talking. have to be careful because there's now two cons in the mix. <laughs> but CM Punk and Tony Khan have had a conversation about him coming back. Well, obviously this conversation must have been pretty serious because the United Center gets booked. And Brian, do you remember the time frame it took for that for that uh, arena, NBA-sized stadium, to get uh, sold out? Didn't it sell out faster than D.C.? Almost. Almost. Almost? Yeah. A one-hour program. It's second episode in existence. The first one hadn't aired yet, Brian. Hadn't even... It had been talked about. We knew it was coming. But it hadn't even aired yet. But they go to the United Center and they say, you know what we're going to do? We're going to call this the first dance. And suddenly you get these these alerts, right, that AEW has trademarked the first dance. You're like, what the hell? Why? Then you hear they're going to the United Center. What the hell? Oh, okay. Maybe where there's smoke, there's fire here. But we all, all of us here on C2C, any podcast or radio show you listen to from Busted Open to Meltzer to Fightful to Cornette to uh, you, you name it. Everybody, I don't know. Maybe it, it's got to be crap. He's not going to show. Then we get to two weeks before Rampage airs. Again, this is before the first episode. And suddenly there's uh, Kenny Omega in backstage segments wearing T-shirts that says Chick Magnet. Talking about Chicago. The Cookie Monster. The Cookie Monster T-shirt as well. Again, talking about Chicago. Suddenly those chants, and everybody knows those chants if, you, if you're not sure. Yeah, there you go. It's those CM Punk chants just out all over the place. And we've heard it for years, Brian. We've heard it for years. And you said it yourself at the beginning of the show, August 20th, 2021. You don't hear anything but CM Punk chants. I don't remember Excalibur. I don't remember Jim <laughs> Ross. I don't remember any commentary. All I remember is hearing CM Punk chants, and these people are screaming at the top of their lungs. Rightfully so. I mean, they're in the middle of this man's hometown. And the emotion, the energy that came through the television when Phil Brooks, CM Punk, walks down the ramp. Um, not many moments in wrestling history have ever made me emotional. I would not say I was to that point where I was going to cry. I was damn close. I'm not going to lie. I won't lie about that. No. Uh, I will have to admit that today, when I rewatched it, <laughs> I did get a little emotional. It's, it's, it's hard not to. Wrestling has very few pure moments. Ric Flair retiring was a pure moment. Frank. For me, Shawn Michaels retiring was a pure moment. Um, when Benoit died, before we knew all the story, that was a pure moment. When Owen Eddie. died, Eddie, pure moments, right? 
it's very rare that a pure moment that takes place in professional wrestling is a good moment. But like with Daniel Bryan winning the title in 2014, I mean, Bryan, you remember how amazing that was. This moment eclipsed all of them. And it did... How to describe this for the non-fan? Oh, it's... Can I take a shot at it? Absolutely, go for it. It's the perfect storm culminating in the perfect landfall culminating in quite possibly the greatest pro wrestling moment we've seen in forever. And when I say forever, I mean like ever, ever. Yeah. Imagine if you were at the season where, where Walking Dead, where Rick Grimes is about to die, and instead he turns around and pulls out two machine guns and guns down every zombie in the fa- in eyesight. Imagine if you were watching, um, if you were watching the NFL, and suddenly Vince Lombardi ran onto the field, leading the Green Bay Packers. It's outlandish, right? It's crazy. There's no possible way, but that's the magnitude of what you witnessed on television Friday night with CM Punk coming back. And the man didn't get into a fight. He didn't get into a match. In fact, it took five minutes for him to get to the ring. They took a commercial break and then another 15 minutes for him to say what he had to say, which... True to form, CM Punk continues to control a crowd with but a couple of words like, can I tell you a story? Uh-huh. There is no finer master on the microphone in modern wrestling, because I don't think anybody ever really eclipses like Ric Flair. But in modern wrestling, I don't think anybody eclipses CM Punk. I really don't. Uh, so, t- to me... I think Cena can do it. However, Cena's promos are different than Punk's, right? Mm-hmm. So when when Cena does a promo, it's he's making fun of somebody, right? right. He's he's talking trash about somebody, right? But when when Punk does it, it's almost like he's talking to you, and not the other millions of people. That are, you know, in attendance or all, you know, watching TV or, you know, a, a simulcast or whatever. It's almost like he that like he is like literally like, you know, hey, I've been gone for seven years. Let's let's sit down and have this talk. No, no, just me and you. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's just weird. It's I won't say mesmerizing, but it, it, to me, it feels like he's just talking to me. You know, like I, I, I'm, I'm just for whatever reason I get invested in what he has to say. <laughs> well, think for about no it. Reason. <laughs> think about it in fact in in a way that old school and new school would identify. I want you to think of a guy like Dusty Rhodes. When you think of the Hard Times promo, you think of perhaps one of the finest moments on a microphone ever in wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. Because he tells a story, he's very specific, but he also makes it relevant to every single person at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, demographically, you know, WCW back then or NWA 
was geared towards the, you know, the the hardworking blue collar man who has spent every single day working for a factory, busting his ass, and only to find out that somebody, a computer or someone else, has taken their spot. That was the premise of Hard Times, and then he translates it into Ric Flair putting Hard Times on Dusty Rhodes. Everybody immediately identifies with it, and it's gold. CM Punk, when he cuts the pipe bomb, the very first one, everybody immediately is like, holy crap, this guy knows everything that's wrong with this business. Knows everything that is wrong with what we're watching. And yet, that's not what we see at first. And Karrion Cross is coming out with a... What the hell? This is why Monday Night Raw just shouldn't be. <laughs> what in the hell is he wearing? What, is he Kratos now? He's got a war? Anyway. Oh, my God. Back to something important. Yes. <laughs> oh, so, back to something that is moving the meter. Thank yeah. you, Roman, for that. Yeah, let's, let's, that let's talk about that. So before we go too much further, and we're going to talk about SummerSlam, and we're going to talk about NXT, because there's some stuff to talk about there. But let's talk about Roman Reigns for a minute, shall we? Typically, Brian, whose corner am I usually in when we have a Roman Reigns conversation? Mm, Roman Reigns. Right. Because I've been a fan since he started, when he was Layaki in FCW, all the way through NXT to The Shield and everything. I've been a fan. Here's one thing you don't do. If you're about to talk about one of the most enigmatic and popular performers in the history of the industry, the one thing you shouldn't do when asked about, hey, what do you think about possible rumors of CM Punk coming back is, I don't know, he seems kind of bitter to me. I don't think he really moved the needle. And let me, let me preface this before we hear Jim Cornette and all his lackeys say, he's a bad guy. He's supposed to say that. No, as a bad guy, you're supposed to say something that's cutting and truthful at the same time. Um, that comment made by Roman was neither. What in the hell would possess Roman Reigns to say, one, that CM Punk is bitter? Uh, did you forget everything the man went through? He laid it out pretty clearly in, the, in 2014 with Colt Cabana. Did you forget everything he did for you? Let's remember that the Shield only exists because CM Punk needed a... A backup. Let's not forget that Roman Reigns, while in the middle of one of the best moments of his career, I can't deny that, um, probably should be playing, and I said it off the air earlier, Brian, a more diplomatic role of just saying, hey, well, we'll see what happens, and kept it moving. Because to say that CM Punk didn't move the needle, well, let's put it this way. A rumor of CM Punk appearing at the United Center, sold it out. A rumor of CM Punk appearing at the United Center did over one million views, viewers. Yeah, but let's not, let's not forget, too, we're just talking a rumor that he's there, not a rumor that he's signed with AEW, Correct. not a rumor that he's going to wrestle, that he's going to commentate, that he's going to uh, do uh, publicity for heels, Mm-hmm. Not a rumor that he's going to be sitting in the front row eating popcorn. Right. Just the rumor that he's there, that he's and, going to be there. And complete credit goes to uh, Sean Ross Sapp for breaking this story back at the end of July. He's the one that brings this to the forefront. But even then, when he brings this story up, he says, listen, 
I need to clarify that I have not confirmed any contracts or anything. So from the jump, we know that there's nothing black and white here. It's all rumor and conjecture. It's all, hmm, I think he might be there. And yeah, I mean, the more they mention Chicago and all that, you're like, well, they, they better have him there. That's what we said last week. What happens if CM Punk doesn't show? Well, thank God we were wrong about that. Because that would have been bad. No, it had just been a, a full-blown riot, which, again, would have <laughs> gone against, oh, he never moved the, the needle. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm, so, basically, they're going to riot on the rumor that CM Punk is going to be there. Do you do, do you not understand what passion is? Correct. Uh, they're Roman. Uh, you know, passion. That That's passion. That's passionate fans. This dude ain't been in a uh, wrestling ring in seven years. Has it wanted it, to be? Right. The mere rumor sells out an NBA arena. And again, had they not shown up, they, pro- they probably very well would have hijacked that show and quite possibly ripped that arena apart. And I would say that while I don't think AEW would have fallen apart had it not happened, it definitely would have been a bad look and it would have stuck with them for a while. It would have taken some work to get past it, but I they see, would have gotten past it. I'm sure. I don't. I don't think so because again, it was a rumor, mm-hmm. right? Started by, you know, a podcaster, internet radio host, whatever yep. you want to call them, right? I'd as say long a pretty, as they, pretty reputable source, I would say. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is, as long as Tony Khan mm-hmm. or none of the EVPs or anybody else comes out and says, "Yeah, he's coming to AEW." They have deniability. They can always be like, uh, we never said that. This guy said that. Right, exactly, exactly. You can go blame him. And then, you know, they, I, I think they would have been in the clear, right? Now, again, as a company, as Tony Khan, right, if, I'm not going to deny those rumors at first. I'm going to let the rumors persist. Much mm-hmm. like what the WWE did this past week with Bianca and Sasha. Yeah, I thought that was actually smart on their part. Yes, I, um, I, agree. I agree. I don't blame them one bit for not saying, oh, Sasha's not going to be here. That was the right call. I think that right. was the right call. And and look, card subject to change. It's at the bottom of literally every single wrestling poster in the history of wrestling. Right, it's but get, getting, yeah, getting back to Punk, that's yes. why you don't deny anything. You don't confirm it. Correct. Damn sure don't deny it. Mm-hmm. Because if it doesn't happen, then that's where you can deny it. Says, "Whoa, I never told y'all this. You heard that from this guy. Mm-hmm. And this guy, all he is is a you know a, a worthless rumor monger. You know what? <laughs> I'd be bashing the crap out of him. You know, at the same time sending them tickets, be like, hey, uh, you know, next time we're around your area, you come watch the show, right? But I'm gonna tear you apart." Right, right. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it would hurt him in the in the least bit. I mean, they, they are steadily ticking up each week, right? They're take, they're they're slowly but surely, you know, ticking this thing up. They're they haven't even. I don't think they've hit all cylinders yet. Oh no! I mean, there's <laughs> as um, I don't know. Robert Frost. I know it's a poem. 
there is miles to go before they sleep, right. so to speak. There's a lot right. to accomplish before this is all said and done. And, and you know, what, one of the things that stands out to me is that typically when we see a guy come from WWE, and you could say Punk came from WWE. It's a long journey, but he did come from there. Um, typically, they come out and go, God, I'm glad to be in a company that likes wrestling. Screw those WWE guys and Crad Creative. And, you know, they all throw the same cliche statements out. And, and I hate to try to sound like I'm younger, but this commentary from CM Punk truly did hit different. Because what he said was legitimate. He had to leave World Wrestling Entertainment to get his mind right, his body right, his spirit. I mean, everything. Because he was sick, he was hurt. He was, he was unappreciated. And all of those feelings just carried over so that it was so cathartic. When he comes out and sits Indian style in the middle of the ring, all of us are like, ah, this is going to be great. Because it's CM Punk. I mean, he's, a, he's sitting in the middle of the ring. You know you're about to get gold on the mic. It doesn't matter if it's five minutes, five seconds, or 15. Because it's just who he is. Meanwhile, we got guys like Roman going, ah, you know, he didn't move the needle. That needle broke the meter. Uh-huh. You want to know how I know? Go to YouTube right now. Look up. CM Punk has arrived. Yeah. 5.4 million views on the video package. It's not even the complete segment. It's 4 minutes and 19 seconds long. Excuse me, 4 minutes, 40 seconds. And it's 5.4 million views on YouTube. It happened Friday. So let's break that down if we really want to be silly here. Let's just do that. 5.4 divided by three that's 1.8 million a day but yeah CM, but, it's but actually CM punk doesn't more move the than needle. that oh yeah, yeah, yeah. more than that yeah but he doesn't move the needle roman your best bet is to stick to performances like you had at SummerSlam and leave the comments outside the ring to paul Heyman. just just, just let paul talk do what you do let paul talk and we'll keep you out of trouble Listen to me, Roman. I'm trying to help you. Yeah. Because you know, right? You know that he's going to start getting eaten alive. Oh, yeah. And it's, it'll be simply because of that comment. So all this, all this, all these fans that he's managed to, to sway into his corner mm-hmm. that a year and a half ago were just booing him to boo him. Getting that Baron Corbin heat. <laughs> right, right, but now, now you kind of got them into your corner a little bit. Yeah. Well, now you've just gone and th- you probably just pissed them off. Right. Because... I think that's a good bet because those same dejected fans that were finally on your side, they were uh, CM Punk fans. CM first. Punk fans, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the anti-establishment, which is what Roman is supposed to be. It's his own establishment, right? So yeah. you, you just said, nah, that's not what we're going to do. Why? <laughs> Why? Why do that? It just makes no sense. Um, let's see. Details. Let's break it down here. Punk says that he is, he is back full time. In the post show, I don't know if you watch this, Brian, but the media scrum between he and Tony Khan and the media um, – he says that while he's not going over the details of his new deal, he's back 
full-time. He's working pay-per-views, working Dynamite, working Rampage. And his first match, what a birthday gift. His first match is going to be against Darby Allen at All Out. Brian, you outdid yourself every year you do. This year, I mean, there's no topping this. You you gave me Punk and Darby Allen. (laughs) All day long, I was debating whether to... Like find his Facebook page <laughs> <laughs> and just just send a message and be like, "Hey, look, you know, you know, bud, come on, help the little guy out." Yeah, he he doesn't ask for much. He's getting older. He doesn't have much time left. <laughs> uh, yeah, the whole sob. time I'm like, I'm like, holy shit, dude. If I could get him, like, you know, I'd be like, "Hey, can I just get five minutes of your time?" Right. You know, here's here's the Skype information. Just jump oh in. Oh my gosh! Just yep. tell this guy hi. You can jump oh, right off. <laughs> be freaking amazing, and I'd be speechless. I'm not gonna. Oh, that. I I'd know. Like, <laughs> You'd have been done. I did. I was really worse was really than Jim lucky. Ross. Worse than Jim Ross. Worse than Sonny. I'd have been like, oh, uh, well. I, the bad part is though. That since Rob's not here, they would have had to listen to me prattle for two hours. <laughs> Stan, you okay? <laughs> because, I mean, that's if you met Ric Flair and you did, you know, that was a moment for you. Yeah, but I, I don't have these moments like you have these moments. Yeah, right? that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, my, my getting awestruck when I met them disappeared when i was 12 years old well but that's not fair because you're meeting him at a freaking hotel hanging out at the pool you know kid kid brian taylor is kicking it old school with all these different wrestlers after the show yeah yeah yeah. so meanwhile hulkamania has bulldozed me (laughs) and i'm oh no earthquake broke his ribs so i'm writing him a letter and getting a a postcard with a stamped hulk hogan autograph and i got it in a scrapbook somewhere no no brian's just going swimming with the iron sheik it's cool not the iron sheik they could have called whatever it's one of them russians them dastardly Russian people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my my awestruckism disappeared a long fucking time ago. Now, that's not to say, right, that I couldn't be, like, awestruck if, if I run into the right one, you know. Kinda, you know so it's kind of like The Rock, right? Mm-hmm. So The Rock has a part-time place in the area, mm-hmm. right? It's been reported, and I've seen it on people's Facebook, and they meet him right. in the area, right? It, 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 you know, it, it, there's a probability it could happen, right? And not just him, but some of the you know, other ones, Howie Long, Chris Long, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada, right? So there's, there's, there's a high possibility I could meet somebody. Right. But I, I, I maybe... You know, The Rock might be one to make me, you know, awestruck for a second. Steve Austin, The Rock. Uh, I think The Rock, because there's a chance, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a chance it could happen, but when it does happen, <laughs> you know, am I going to be quick enough on the uptick to, to just skip right past? Because, I mean, he is, like, legitimately the biggest star 
in the world right now. Oh yeah, I mean the guy's gonna, he's talking about running for president when all this is done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- I mean this would this would be like the the biggest celebrity I've ever met. You know, you know would I would I have enough to to the wherewithal to push the fog back and maybe mm-hmm. try and make a joke with him or something? Maybe try and raise the eyebrow for him using a finger. You know, hey, Rock, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this: I did teach myself how to raise my eyebrow after watching The Rock do the people's eyebrow. That's a shoot, hundred percent legit. <laughs> I can remember so many different points and times, thinking to myself, "There's no way this will happen. No way that'll happen." And here we are in the midst of probably one of the hottest times of professional wrestling like ever. Very quickly, this may eclipse where we were in the Monday Night War. Explain how that soon. how that breaks down. Not yet, but soon. Punk arriving is basically somebody taking a steel-toed boot and kicking the door wide open. Maybe kicking it off its hinges. Because soon to follow, let me name some people that are soon to follow. It doesn't mean back in AEW, just overall. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Brian Danielson has been rumored to be joining AEW for a good amount of time now. And if Danielson shows up on AEW television, okay, that's going to be huge. If he shows up on Ring of Honor, that's even bigger because now he's going home. If he goes to New Japan, it's monumental because, I mean, you tell me. You mean to tell me Okada and Brian Danielson isn't going to be a freaking million-dollar kind of main event? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think what's interesting about that one, Right is if uh, Danielson goes, mm-hmm. it gives them like their biggest American megastar in a very long time. Right, right. now, I think the Bucks were pretty popular, pretty over. Cody, mm-hmm. you know, you got uh, some Canadian guys that went over, but this is your biggest one you've had in a very long time. Right, right. you're trying to break into the market. The North American market, he gives you that ability, mm-hmm. right? He literally gives you that ability. And New Japan Pro Wrestling, New Japan Strong, I think is what they call the show, is based out of Los Angeles. Well, uh, Danielson, I believe, lives in Arizona, not too far. So here's an opportunity to find a guy who's local to base your brand on and, frankly, to really allow it to grow under the guise of one of the finest wrestlers to ever lace up the boots. Uh-huh. That's just the bottom line. All right, well, maybe you're not sold on that. Okay, fine. fine. I hear you. I hear you. So let's go a little further. We just saw on Impact last week, and Brian, I know you know who I'm going to talk about. I've been predicting these guys showing up on AEW television for about two years now. But the Gorillas of Destiny just showed up on Impact. Uh-huh. Let me tell you what. You want to see a true Bullet Club versus the, I guess they're the super elite now? Mm-hmm. Let's see the Gorillas of Destiny against the Bucks. I'm, I'm in. All. All freaking in. Pardon the pun. <laughs> We're going to keep going because this, this list gets bigger every second. Okay. How about, how about Wyndham Rotunda? Now, I know, I know. You guys know him as the Fiend and Bray Wyatt. Did you happen to catch, Brian, that fact that... Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? (laughs) Of course it is. 
but good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hurry into Mattress Firm. For a limited time, save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases, up to a $4.99 value. Or get up to 60% off America's top-rated brands, like Sealy Queen mattresses starting at $279.99 or Sleepies at $169.99. In stock for fast delivery, only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Bray Wyatt was seen in Chicago in the state uh, for when CM Punk came back. I don't think that was him. I think it, it just <laughs> coincidence. It was the uh, the hairdo. I mean, listen, if that was him, right? If that's him, once again, kudos to Tony Khan and the EVPs and that entire locker room for keeping their traps shut. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've already you, had. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you know for a fact, if it was any other company, mm-hmm. he would have been treated like an MVP. Yep. He'd have been put in a box seat. And on television. And, and <laughs> Well, not just not just on television, like the entire world would have known. Oh, yeah. Right? But if that's truly him, right? And I guess there's a 50-50. We'll just say 50-50. Right? And on this particular occasion we're going to take the side that it was him mm-hmm. he's in the cheap seats he's all covered up so you really cannot tell right what's the what's Wyndham Rotunda doing in the impact zone what yeah but for come on for, they I mean it. just to have him in your arena yeah all by himself all covered up so you cannot t- legitimately tell right Mm-hmm. And as far as like his size goes, I know I've seen a lot of comments on this picture. Let's not forget he's been off TV since WrestleMania. Hasn't been seen since WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So it's highly possible he could have dropped a boatload of weight mm-hmm. and gotten in really great shape. Because I don't think the guy was a – I think the guy was a lot smaller than, than and, uh, uh, Bray. Here's right? the thing with Bray. The commentary before he got released was that he was, and this is all rumor. I don't want to ever come off as saying I know anybody's mental health. But the rumor was mentally he was distraught about the loss of Birdie Lee, which would have made sense since his release. Details that have come to light say that not only was Bray in 100% great shape, newly cleared to return to the ring, but as, as recent as WrestleMania had been butting heads with Vince McMahon about the direction and the creative control over the fiend. You already lost a guy like Malachi Black, who creatively was frustrated. Buddy Murphy had his prison video. Where do you think he's showing up next? Uh, Ruby Riot, better known or now known as Ruby Soho. Yep, she's on a train. She's about to catch a flight. Yeah, oh. she missed the train. Yeah, right, right. She missed the fl- <laughs> missed the train, catching the flight. I was hoping for the prison promo. I'm sorry. I am. 
<laughs> well, it's, there's nothing. Nothing says we can't get it before it's all said and done. <laughs> These things that keep happening, it, it's it's not a secret. Like it's not a secret. It's not. All this is is just. What do they call it? What do they call it? In the water boy, the chickens coming home to roost. That's all this is. You keep making the same mistake over and over again. You blew it with Malachi Black. You blew it with Bray Wyatt. You blew it with CM Punk. You blew it with Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. Um, Ruby Soho. Bo Dallas, if he wants to come back. And, of course... Braun Strowman. Thank you very much. Braun Strowman, the monster among men, who I was never a huge fan of, but only an idiot would say, oh, that's not a star. No, that's a huge star. Right. And done right, he could play a great role wherever you send him. Right. And listen... I hate to tell you, bud, but I don't think you said the biggest one. I am convinced that we have one more that just got done on Saturday Mm -hmm. that may very well show up Wednesday and may very well give CM Punk's run uh, moment a run for his money. Where are they on Wednesday? Crap, where are they? (laughs) Pulling it up right now. I don't remember. But they are coming to Norfolk two nights. September? November. November November 17th. They will be in Norfolk, Virginia at the Chartway Arena. Tickets go on sale this Friday. Um, I should be try and get Rampage. I should try and get Rampage and make it a, make it a weekend. Oh, that's what we should do. Me and Rob should take that trip to oh, the well, beach. You know, yeah. they say the stars align for a reason. That, yeah, that yeah, would be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so right, there's a lot of things. It, 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 I guess when I said that they're good at keeping secrets, AW. Mm-hmm. They're good to a point. However, they're also good at dropping little hints. If you're clever enough to pick up on them, they normally ring true, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a coincidence that the Bucks and Omega are now putting up this video of when they killed off Adam oh, Cole. yeah, with with <laughs> then the pictures of them dressed up as Ghostbusters. <laughs> yes. I don't think it's a coincidence that there's a video of Britt Baker and the Bucks, and they're talking about the white elephant in the room. I don't think it's a coincidence that Britt Baker earlier today just posted baby with a smiley face emoji and left it at that mm-hmm. I mean, there's it's... a picture there's yeah. a picture of the bucks and him smoking a cigarette or a cigar I'm not sure how old that picture is if it's a recent picture it probably got taken a day because they probably met and he probably signed a contract 
Well, and that's the, the that's the craziest part of all of that. Yeah, the fact he come out and said, "I am not losing my Twitter account mm-hmm. or Twitch, whatever it was. I guess it's Twitch." Yeah, I'm not everything giving it stays up. the same. He says, "Yeah, yes," and uh, you know, it, it, all the uh, main locker room uh, main uh, stars. Most of them had to give all theirs up, mm-hmm. but I'm not losing mine. I, I think he's another one that you didn't use them right. Is you didn't, you know? I, I got a dream to go to the WWE. Okay, you're going to go to NXT. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to do my best there. Sure, thinking I'm going to go up to the main roster, mm-hmm. watching everybody go up to the main roster, get pooped on. Okay, I'm going to stay in NXT, right? But at the end of the day, you're still not obtaining your dreams. And while all this is going on, you don't have another company that's run by your best friends. I mean, they'll tell you every time they talk, the four of them are like best friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, three of my best friends are over there, and they're making waves. Hmm. My contract's up. There's no non-compete. It's up. I'm out. Deuces. I was over in Japan. I was over in ROH. I can be over in AEW, ROH, Impact, New Japan, wherever I want to go. I want to show up at AAA. I'm sure they'll let me. Why would I stay? Well, I mean, and here's the thing. They're in Milwaukee this week, Okay. This week, this that's two days away from now. They're in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But next week, they're in Chicago for Dynamite, for Rampage, and for All Out. Now, if I'm if I'm TK, my good buddy, my fishing buddy, if I'm TK, <laughs> I'm saying, you know what? Don't say nothing about him on Wednesday. Don't say nothing to about him on Friday. But when he shows up on Saturday or Sunday. It's that's that's all she wrote. Because here's another disgruntled employee, and he's actually been very close to the vest. He's been very careful with his comments, and if he does resign with with WWE, that's up to him. But I happen to think you're probably right. I think he does show up. I think he, I think they hold on to him though until All Out, and you know that becomes yet another major signing and it didn't take but so many that wcw finally looked at everybody else and said hey guess what we've got all the best in the world it wasn't it didn't take long and that's before bret hart got signed by them so aew is in that formula let's not be but so (laughs) comparative um aew in that formula is, is playing it right they're picking the right talents hopefully for the right amount of money with the right type of setup scheduling wise. And this is ideally, this is the schedule, right? They're not doing a house show run right now. So you got two TV shows a week. And if you're on dynamite and rampage, what are you working maybe once or twice additional to that? If they decide to put you on dark elevation, maybe, so yeah, what? you've got the schedule, you've got the money, and now you got the time. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, the the way they schedule talent mm-hmm. is, I think, a talent's dream, right? So, you know, there's one thing about the business. The majority of guys in there 
mm-hmm. and gals are trying to put the company over, not themselves, mm-hmm. right? Because if you put the company over, it's going to benefit you and everybody else, right? It's a big family, right? Mm-hmm. So if I don't necessarily get a spot on this week's dynamite, but I know I'm going to get next week and then the week, you know, a week after or whatever, I'm not really going to complain. Mm-hmm. Right. As far as I know, they're still getting paid. You know, everybody's showing up. It's a good working environment. There's no real reason to, to be mad right now. Right. I'm going to take it. Look at, uh, Oh my goodness gracious. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I'm, Blanket, um, what's his name? Um, oh my goodness gracious! Uh, Ethan Page, and okay. oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> I cannot believe I'm blanking. And uh, what's his partner's name? Scorpio Sky. Yeah, Scorpio Sky. I cannot believe I just blinked that. I like literally blinked it. Uh, anyway, so let's take them two, right? Mm-hmm. So they're predominantly on darker elevation, right? But every few weeks, they have a few matches on Dynamite, right? Well, look what happened to them last Wednesday mm-hmm. with Lance Lance uh, Archer, right? Guess who shows up? Uh, it's, it's Ethan and Scorpio. You know, if I had that type of schedule, I don't think I'm complaining. At all. At all. I mean, what reason would you have to, unless they're just right. not using you? Well, yeah, but they—that's the—that's the key. So, like, there are some that may, you know, some of the talent mm-hmm. from Dark and Elevation that may never meet Dynamite and Rampage, right? But again, you know, Page and and Scorpio—they're on uh, Dark a couple weeks, then they're at, the, you know on dynamite or rampage for a couple weeks then they're back down you know to me i'm not i'm not busting at that Mm -hmm. right i know my time's going to come i'm you know like it's almost like they rotate these people instead of trying to cram everybody into you know the the two or three hours of actual programming on on uh, tbs and tnt I mean, it's it's right now. It's ideal. Their time slots, their their schedules, their everything the way it's laid out right now. That's what you want. You want this picture perfect setup. I mean, there was a comment made, and we're going to talk about both because on both sides of the fence, this is an interesting conversation. But there was a comment made from an interview from WWE's Nikon. Where one, he talks about how NXT is going to get restructured. And we're going to talk about that here in a moment. But in this conversation about how NXT is going to be restructured, and he talks about indie wrestling, how they're basically all now on SmackDown and Raw. In response to this, Tony Khan is the one that really comes out on top with the response where he says, professional wrestling is an art form. You don't create great artists by training them all to paint by numbers in the same way. And, you know, it's amazing to me just how profound that statement is because Khan did an interview with Ariel Hawane, or Ariel Hawane, I apologize for mispronouncing it, 
where basically he says, in terms of an NXT rebrand, look for it in the next couple of weeks. It's going to have a whole new look. And it's going to have a whole new feel. We believe that because indie, the indie wrestlers, if you will, have come through our system and they're on SmackDown and Raw now, we don't want to keep doing the same thing. We want to look elsewhere for great talent. The look of the show, the production of the show, everything's going to change. So what does that say to guys like Timothy Thatcher, Tommaso Ciampa, uh, you mentioned off-air, Samoa Joe, all these guys that really cut their teeth and learned their craft on the indies? Like, are you just trying now to just be blatantly disrespectful with that comment? Because... While well, I, thought, I thought it was diplomatic in some senses, to me it just came off as just like... Read it uh, again. Just so, the, the indie part. So here's the statement. It says, it's going to have a whole new, whole new feel, and we believe because the indie wrestlers, if you will, have come through our system, and they're on SmackDown and Raw now, we don't want to keep doing the same thing. All right, so stop. Mm-hmm. So I, we talked about this earlier, right? Mm-hmm. To me, that statement alone says a lot when an NXT talent goes to Raw or SmackDown Mm -hmm. and they're treated like pure garbage, right? Mm -hmm. And, 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 I mean, there's way too many, right? Some do happen to get through, but the majority of them see their star plummet fast, right? And you may very well have witnessed another one just Saturday. And we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. To me, if Vince were to come to me and said, hey, pal, we want you at our company. Mm -hmm. We're going to sign you and we're going to send you to NXT. Right? I'm thinking, great, because in my mind, I should now be labeled a WWE superstar, right? Not that they're any different than an indie wrestler other than the exposure that they now have, Mm -hmm. right? But if you are still, if you are the head of your company, or one of the heads, and you are still referring to your superstars as indie wrestlers, that tells me so much and why they're treated this way mm-hmm. on Raw and SmackDown. It's the same way when AJ Styles came that what's-his-face, Bradshaw, kept downing him. Mm-hmm. It's the same way that if you listen to any new person that comes up to the roster, the announcers down them. They talk smack about them. Oh, well, just because he's the NXT champ, that doesn't mean he can just come up here and beat everybody. Sure it does. Because Karrion Cross is better than the majority of your main event or main rosters. But again, that, that statement to me says it all. Mm-hmm. And this is why if I'm an NXT, I'm getting the hell out of there the first chance I get. Yeah, I mean, And if I, 
Yeah. If they, after that statement, if they come to me and say, we want you to come NXT, no thank you. I'm not doing it. After all of the work that these guys have done just to get to that point, and let's keep in mind, a lot of people still look at WWE, and I, and I can understand the desire. You want to be a WWE superstar. Sure, I get the goal. But at some point, especially if you're a guy like, like let's look at Anthony Henry, um, better known as uh, Asher Hale on NXT. Oh, wait, he wasn't because they only gave him, what, two matches? Here's a guy that worked his ass off in the indies, did some great work in Evolve, PWX, all sorts of great spots in the East Coast, worked with uh, J.D. Drake. You know him as one of the wingmen on AEW right now. So we know that he's got a reputation. We know he's got a presence. We know he's got some value. They bring him in. He's excited. And then he doesn't get maybe three or four months down the road. And then suddenly he's gone. Why? Because they're looking for non-indie wrestlers. They just held a tryout in Las Vegas for potential WWE superstars. And in the midst of this tryout, they lay out what they're looking for. There's a on YouTube, there's multiple uh, outlets that interviewed or spoke to Triple H after the fact. In part of the conversation, he says, we're looking for new superstars all the time. And we want to see it's not just about if these guys can, you know, can they run the ropes? It's about what do they bring to the table? What gives us a reason to give them a second look? And it's like he forgot everything that made NXT, for example, what it was from 14 to 19. Because I think after 19, it just kind of went downhill. There's no excuse for ignoring what brought your your superstars to the, to the show in the first place. I mean, AJ Styles, John Cena, Batista, Brock Lesnar, all of these guys worked in developmental and indie shows. Now granted they weren't they weren't indie darlings like uh like Brian Danielson. I'll give you that, sure. But these guys still cut their teeth on the indies. There was there was conversation about the prototype John Cena way before way before there was ever any kind of thugonomics. And he wasn't even in developmental at that point. That was uh, Ultimate Pro Wrestling over in uh, Vegas with Rick Bassman. So, you know, to say that you're not looking for, you're not looking for, you know, indie wrestlers anymore. All right, come on. That's that's not what, that's not what's going to help you at this point. And shutting out part of your roster, shutting out the people that kept you afloat during the pandemic that, because... Tell Drew McIntyre you're not looking for indie wrestlers anymore. You fired him once. He went on the indies and made himself a huge star. What happened when you made him a huge star? Suddenly he's your guy. He, he eliminates Brock Lesnar from the Royal Rumble, and he is the man. He carries your company through the pandemic. But you're not looking for indie wrestlers. Kevin Owens. Yeah. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. Yep. Uh, Bret Hart and Owen Hart, before they came to WWF, yeah, they worked for Stampede. They were indie wrestlers. Mm, I don't know if I could call Stampede. Stampede was pretty big in Canada, eh? Or was that right. Michigan? How about Edge? 
Let's look at Edge. He was working up in Canada. Yeah, Edge. Yeah. Look at Edge. Christian. Doing great, yeah. by the way. Impact champion. Boy, how mad do you think he is? Goes to AEW, ready to outwork everyone, and instantly wins the Impact title, and he's right back on Impact where he said, you know, I don't really need to go back. Yeah, but again, though, I don't, I don't, I don't think in the grand scheme of things, he cares, right? Yeah. He's trying to make up for lost time, right? Mm-hmm. And if I'm Christian and I'm, I'm a, I, I, I mean, I think Christian legitimately is one of the biggest stars they have, mm-hmm. right? Like worldwide stars in AEW. But if I'm Christian, I, I, I'm going to take that title. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make the most out of it because I'm going to now I legit have an opportunity to show not one company, but two companies. That that third company doesn't know what the hell they're doing mm-hmm. because I've been sitting home. And I'm now out working two companies. And folks, we're going to take a quick break. i got to take 60 seconds. When we come back, we've got SummerSlam to talk about. We've got uh, more conversation about uh, the results from the weekend and even Nick Khan. I will be right back. Let me just hit the... Yeah, let's keep the music. Be right back. Are you going to party? Yes.
C2C Wrestling Radio Show. Hey, Brian. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> the magic of the mute button, damn it. So oh, you're good. talking for like good. two minutes. Good. Who, you were talking or me? <laughs> I was. Oh, my goodness. Really? You mm-hmm. stupid. <laughs> and here I was, thought you was back here taking a poop. I shut the music off. I'm talking. Saying, welcome <laughs> back. Thanks for hanging with us, you know. <laughs> We should fire the production, dude. <laughs> Who, he's, he's I'm fired. sad to say, I'm sad to say he's working on his degree. In production. <laughs> In production, yes. Uh, you know, to that point, though, I should mention that I want to thank AEW, CM Punk, ESPN, TMZ, and all the other outlets for picking up Punk's return. Because it made my week very easy <laughs> for my assignment. <laughs> Lots of footage to go over, lots of reporting to do. It was easy, easiest minute and 45 I've ever had to do. So thank you, AEW. Thank you. Well, before before we get too further, did you see the picture in the chat where Karen Cross looks exactly like the character from the WCW <laughs> game? The Executioner, Karen <laughs> Cross has her. Oh, my gracious. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's like he looks exactly the same. It's almost like Freddie, Freddie Prince Jr. never left WWE. <laughs> and, and, and I know, folks, I know that Freddie Prince doesn't, does not do those horrible creative ideas. You've heard many interviews from you know, he's, he's a much more creative guy. I get it. But I am saying. He kind of gives me that feel. Maybe We're we just poking fun. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, and by the way, for those watching Raw, yeah, the Miz, the Miz turns on John Morrison. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody. Except that it's been done before, like ten years ago. Did I point that out? Jeez, Louise. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad I'm not watching Monday. You're not really I mean, missing anything. Just- yeah, but there's just something about watching the train wreck while it happens, you know? Well, why not just avert your eyes? And <laughs> run away! <laughs> As you know, I usually have Raw going when we're broadcasting on Mondays because I want to make sure that, you know, just in case. Just in case hasn't mattered <laughs> since Raw went back to touring with live audiences. Just thought I'd put that out there. Oh, man, oh, man. So... Rightfully so, 
our number one, dedicated to the return of one of the best to ever lace them up. And our number two, I mean, it would be remiss in our duties as wrestling fans, much less wrestling pundits here, talking heads, so to speak. Um, if we didn't cover SummerSlam, NXT, and some of the highlights from the weekend, um, let's see here. SummerSlam aired on Saturday, which was really weird, having SummerSlam on Saturday and then NXT on Sunday. I didn't, I didn't under, I still don't understand why that happened that way. I guess they were just taking a risk. Not what I would have sure. done. We'll put it that way. <laughs> okay. So, let's start with things that didn't need to happen. You have your pre-show, which everybody knows. Every WWE pay-per-view's got one match in the pre-show. If you were to look at the current landscape in WWE, Brian, who would you put on their pre-show? Mm, if I'm being all honest, mm-hmm. uh, Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. Okay. And Dewdrop. Okay. And in my opinion, a match that should have never even been on television, much less pay-per-view, but okay. Makes sense. Put it on the pre-show. It's all fun and games, right? Would you put your money in the bank holder slash winner? On a pre-show? Listen, if they put the great Ryback on a pre-show, everybody can expect to go on the pre-show. Hey, hey, nobody, nobody, nobody underestimates the mighty Ryback, the pre-show stopper. Or show stealer. I don't remember what his belt said. <laughs> I mean, I don't care... I don't care that he's on there, right? Because now the pre-shows are just another hour extension of the pay-per-view anyway. Right. Um, Who did he wrestle? Good question. The homeless guy that stole his briefcase. uh, Baron Corbin. I almost said Bo. Baron Corbin. Baron freaking Corbin. Now, look, I will say this. Baron Corbin has been extremely entertaining in this new dejected homeless guy role. It is funny. It is entertaining. One so Friday making, night fun of, making fun of the homeless is funny? It's not. Is that, that's what you're talking I mean, hey, we live in a weird society. Everything could be funny to somebody. I'm getting HRO. I have to report this. Don't you? Aren't you the one that handles their calls? <laughs> you're calling yourself? What are you going to do? Yeah, you're right. Yes, He's I'm, a real jerk. <laughs> I have an HR account, and I have my account, so I can text back and forth. That way uh-huh. there's a paper trail, so it looks like the, that HR is really stepping in. You, know, you see what I'm saying? If you hear the dinging in the background, that's just Brian texting himself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Money in the Bank winner Big E faces Baron Corbin. And get this, all because he wants to get his briefcase back from Baron Corbin, who stole it from him. But if Baron Corbin wins, does he get to keep the briefcase? No, no. that wasn't. He just has to give it up. Right, right. It makes no sense. Okay. Exactly. Now, I was okay with him actually stealing the briefcase. I actually thought it was kind of funny. I thought that this was one of those things where it's like, wow, you know, this is a new a new way to take this because 
It's his last chance to kind of keep himself relevant, to give him a chance to stay in the spotlight and maybe earn more money. I kind of understood that. I was okay with that. But to have this happen on the pre-show, one, makes no sense. Two, your Money in the Bank winner needs to stay in somewhat of a spotlight. It's just the way it should be. And, yeah, we know. Nobody has done the Money in the Bank winner right or justice on pay-per-view until they cash in. You're right. You're right. That's true. But in this case, um, just a huge gaffe because Big E shows up at the pre-show and then doesn't do jack squat for the rest of the night. Just nothing. Nada. Zilch. One of your biggest stars, former Intercontinental Champion, former Tag Team Champion, and he does nothing during the pay-per-view. 53,000 people in attendance, Brian. They don't want to see Big E? Well, but I think the the problem with Big E is they might have uh, shoehorned him into Hmm. having to be with New Day to be relevant. Hmm. Maybe they waited a tad bit too long um, because if you could have had a breakout star along that trek, I think it could have been Big E. And I think he probably should have done it back when he was relevant. You know what hmm. I'm saying? Not do it after you split them up and put them on separate brands. Because weren't they split up and put on separate brands? They were. Okay. Um, great. He won money in the bank. So what? I, I, I mean, like, the, to me, the problem with money in the bank, um, it, it's almost like that, that title shot um, it, it, it is not as important the more we do this. Interesting. If that point. makes sense. Why would you say it's not as important? Uh, well, you've seen, like, I don't know, how many have there been? 20? Money in the Bank 20, winners? Uh, yeah, yeah. 20, 25. Minutes. Don't forget the women. 23 combined. Okay, 23 combined, right? Mm-hmm. And out of that, what's the percentage? 90 to 95% cash it's Somewhere between 80 and 90, I would say, yeah. I, I, it's, probably high, it's probably in the 90s, I would imagine, because... I mean, whether you win it and then it gets passed on, like uh, Anderson to, who was it, Edge? Is that right? Yep. Um, Edge still cashed it in and won, if I remember right. Whether you have Carmella, where you do it, she wins, the crowd's so upset, you do it again, she wins again. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's how that one played out. You did it in the same week um, for some fluke, you know. Um, I think that I think I would imagine it's probably quite high, so probably around ninety. Cash it in successfully, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times do you need to see this? There are some. To me, there are some stars 
that you can put this on and it helps. But there are other stars you can give it to and it doesn't do nothing for him. Right? Because he has a year to do something with it. Right. We, they still have the year stipulation. Mm-hmm. All right, so when was Money in the Bank? Money in the Bank was in June. June. So we've had it for two months, let's say, give or take. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't even sniffed the world title? Outside of just, uh, you know, teasing and taunting Paul Heyman, no. He really hasn't. Okay, well, they, I mean, if that's the guy that they haven't picked, it's a moot point anyway. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, he is not going to beat Roman Reigns. Because they would not give, to me, Roman Reigns gets beat at WrestleMania. And Big E's not the guy to beat Roman Reigns. But, I mean, it's, it's to me, it's, it should almost be treated like a championship, right? Right. But again, here it is. To me, it has no luster. It has no shine. There's nothing to it. Hey, I'm the money in the bank winner. Big deal. Right? We've had people in the past. Um, what happened with Otis? <clears throat> he right? Got he wins and it. lost the briefcase, or he lost it in a oh. match. Oh, okay. So he, he had it. And a guy that had momentum, that, that you, even though you didn't necessarily have to give it to him, you could have given him the opportunity to get it, right. and it would have played out better than what happened. Where Miz wins it, and then only turn around and get slaughtered by Bobby Lashley. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Bobby shouldn't have it, but I think if Otis, who was very popular and over, cashes in the money in the bank, whether he wins or not, it's a bigger moment than the Miz suing him for his lunch pail for six months. Right, right. Just to get himself a, a shot at yeah. winning the briefcase. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it, it should almost go to somebody with a hot hand at the time. Right? Somebody mm-hmm. that is popular. Somebody that you want to make champion. And if he went, I don't see why you would script, oh, we're going to have Otis win it. And then six months down the road, we're going to have somebody that's irrelevant to the company right now. Take it from him only to cash it in to put it on Bobby. Because I think I would have had a better match between Otis and Lashley. Because then you could have actually had a match and had Bobby work for it because Otis is so big and talented. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Right. It, it, it's, to me, it's lost its luster. And I'm sure there are a lot of people that if they think about it, it's like, hey, who's the money in the bank winner this month, this year? They couldn't even tell you. And if they can't tell you, then it's irrelevant. It's just a plastic briefcase prop or metal briefcase. Now, further issues comes out of while we're watching SummerSlam on Saturday. The report comes out, including a trailer for WWE 2K22, that 2K22 is not coming out this fall. In fact, it's not coming out this year. It's coming out March of 22. WrestleMania. With all of the releases that WWE has had, with all of the changes in their roster and changes to their infrastructure, 
Apparently, 2K and WWE are so far on opposite sides of the spectrum, that's where these delays keep happening. 2K wanted to release the game during Survivor Series. WWE refused to allow them to because of the releases, because they knew that the product would not be up to date. And yet, they're still working on trying to get the roster up to date, they being 2K, and now it's been pushed off the march. Keep in mind, this is not 2K's doing. They are releasing footage. They are releasing captures of uh, character art and different models, and they're moving right along. It's the roster they can't finalize because WWE keeps slashing and burning at every twist and turn. Uh-huh. Yeah, this, I mean, it's, it's, it's purely... It, it, there's no way it's 2K's fault. I, I mean, there's even tweets now talking about how 2K is just so pissed at the WWE is not funny, right? I mean, I would what TK, uh, 2K needs to do, mm-hmm. right, is figure out a way to put Black's entrance up. Like, this is what you could have had. Right. You know, if they'd allowed us to release it when we wanted to, whether he's here or another place, this is what you have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I don't I, I think after this, I'd be done with them anyway. I mean, legit, because if this is the way they are this year, mm-hmm. who's to say that they weren't partially responsible for the last piece of garbage they put out? Now, for stockholders out there right now, you're saying to yourself, well, WWE is still making money hand over fist. You're correct. They're still turning a profit at some point. That profit will start to get less and less. And we're not far from that. The stock price hasn't dropped just yet. I assume that it will as we get closer and closer to Crown Jewel because, Brian, while we typically have some pretty golden rules, what's been going on in the news for the past two weeks? Uh. Yeah, the, uh, what, $60 billion yeah. in equipment that we just lost? Mm-hmm. With a B, ladies and gentlemen? Not to I mention the 60. fact that uh, this huge turnover that's happened in Afghanistan, and again, we're not getting into the politics of it, but I just want to identify something. We're about to go back overseas if we're WWE for Crown Jewel. Now, granted, Saudi Arabia is not Afghanistan. That's true. But what this does is it sends an uncomfortable message for what your company represents. Your stockholders are going to see that, and your customers have already seen it. Because if you go on social media right now, the Crown Jewel event is basically considered a joke. Because it's an event that shouldn't be happening in the eyes of many fans. And again, that's without really going through the politics of it all. I have my own personal opinions, but that's really not the point. The bottom line is, this is not a show that is popular. I mean, let's let's identify the obvious facts, Brian. Who watches on a Friday afternoon? Nobody. Much less a, a Thursday or Friday, whenever it airs in October when they go back for Crown Jewel. It's a huge mistake. Speaking of mistakes, out comes the new women's champion for Raw, Charlotte Flair. Back into SummerSlam as she wins her... This is her 12th women's title? Has she only been active for like seven years? 
12 world titles in seven years? Really? Sheesh. They're desperate. Desperate to have her eclipse her father's record. Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. I think... Honestly, I think somewhere along the way she's going to be a cut. Or she's going to ask for her release. I mean, I think she wants to be with Andrade wherever she goes. She does not look healthy, by the way. Um, she's she, We've made jokes and comments in the past about Botox and things like that. I just want to identify that Charlotte Flair just does not look healthy. I don't know what is going on with her. Hopefully she's okay, but I don't think she looks healthy. Well, I mean, who knows? She just may be having an <laughs> off night. Could be. Could be just the way the makeup hits her. Who knows? Either way, it's more indi- indication of <clears throat> how SummerSlam really just, man, as uh, 2K22 has said, <clears throat> it hit different. And it didn't hit different in a good way. Alexa Bliss and Eva Marie, yeah, that was on pay-per-view. Why? It was a horrible could, matchup. Could we at least have a tag team match? Right. What if we had had, oh, I don't know. The Street Profits against the Mysterios and the Usos. No, no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I'm talking about with Eva Marie and Dewdrop versus Alexa and the Doll. Okay, now that's just that's just crazy talk. And Alexa just, like, she handles the whole match and then, like, does her finisher tags in the Doll and the Doll pins Eva Marie. All right, so, okay, that would have been funny. But not on paper. Yes. Let's do that on Monday. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Let's just do it. I mean, we're... It sounds like a meeting backstage with creative. Why not? Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Yeah, but I mean, the lackluster (laughs) pay-per-views we've gotten, I mean, they're really hit or miss now. But anyway, I digress. I digress. I would have loved to have seen the Dolphin, Eva Marie. Do you think that, that Alexa, even though... Because we know that she feels bad that Bray is gone. Do you think that somewhere that maybe she feels guilty for having a gimmick that really was Bray's? No. It's, Alexa, to me, is... Like, she really needs to be towing the company line. I don't know how she would stand up outside of the WWE. Hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I think she's an okay wrestler. I don't think she's a great wrestler. I don't think she's good wrestler. I think she has a personality that has somehow managed to get her this far. Mm-hmm. She has looks that have helped get her this far. But I I mean, that's it. I, I don't see the appeal in Alexa Bliss. I mean, some people just absolutely go gaga over Alexa Bliss. I don't see it. I don't understand it. I mean, to me, if this was a Divas era, sure. But in the era where they're supposed to be able to wrestle, I don't see it. Well, Alexa did come along in the middle of the transition from Diva to Superstar. So, there's that. But at the same time... I think that, no, not you. I'm talking about the other one. Stupid machines. 
<laughs> Mine did the same thing. <laughs> I think that, you know, ultimately she does. I, I like her, but I don't think that the the Bray Wyatt gimmick was right for her. Question in the chat room, Brian, heading back to CM Punk for a moment. Does Punk go for Kenny Omega first after Darby Allen? No. That's not why Punk's there. What do you think he's going to do? So, to me, that's it's you know it's going to happen sooner or later, right? But I have a great crop of rising stars, right? Why would you just literally just send Punk to the world title and you'd probably have him walk away with it? When you have, the again, this crop of Jungle Boy, Darby mm-hmm. Allen, mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy, Scorpio Sky, I mean, there's a list, a very long list of up-and-coming talent. Who, again, you bring Paul White in to show them a certain way. You bring in Mark Henry to show them a certain way. Chris Jericho to bring them a certain way. And now you have one of the best ever in CM Punk, who is now energized again, right? Right. Who is probably willing to work with these people to maybe push them over that edge from superstar of the future to superstar today, right? Because, again, there's no glass ceiling that I can see in AEW, right? So why not have CM Punk the tool to elevate and slingshot these people into into stardom? And why wait five years when I have CM Punk and Daniel Bryan or Bryan yeah Daniel Bryanson and (laughs) maybe yeah yeah whatever whatever it's so confusing but you know what I'm saying I have this guy coming why not use these guys Mm -hmm. if they're willing to do it. With, hey, we'll get to the title when we get to the title. It's not a big deal. You'll get there. But I want to use you to propel these people so that when it is your turn at the title, instead of having just one or two people that you're going to make money with, I have an entire locker room. And again, it's all thanks to you. I think Darby Island comes. I think uh, um, Orange Cassidy will be in the works. Mm-hmm. I think somebody like Moxley, we're going to get a dream match out of. I can maybe see Sting somewhere along the way. Oh, tell me that's not a dream match. That'd be cool. To be honest yes. With you. Right? MJF. Yep. <clears throat> maybe we get the tag team of FTR versus Punk and Danielson. Mm. No, I mean this is this is the joy. But if you put him in that, if you put him in the title role, you don't get any of this. You get none of it. You get him fighting Christian, which again, there's probably nothing wrong with it. But he's going to be fighting Christian. He's going to be fighting Omega. He's going to be fighting, you know, Chris Jericho. You know, you're going to miss out the fun stuff. I want the fun stuff. I want the I want the Orange Cassidy. I want to see what CM Punk does when Orange puts his hands in his pocket. I will say this <clears throat> as a correction to a couple minutes ago. Charlotte Flair looks fine now. 
It must have just been her makeup on the way down the aisle. Looks okay. Yeah. Well, they, I think they do have their own makeup. Their yeah. own makeup. <laughs> Not department. Like, their own makeup. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is... I think, who was it said that? Somebody recently said that, like, yeah, they have their own makeup. So yeah, they have been the way the lighting hit it because she yeah. she didn't look good at all, and I'm not trying to make fun of her. I'm just saying she didn't look well. Um, and then you know, seeing her now, now she looks looks about normal, so that's good. But yeah, now now getting back to what we were talking about, so yeah, I'm eagerly looking forward to CM Punk being AEW champion, mm-hmm. right? But I'm also looking forward to Adam uh, Page being AEW World Champion. You know. Right. I'm looking forward to a New Japan invasion, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right, because we had Ta- you know we had Tanahashi in the works, and hopefully once the COVID thing gets ironed out a little bit more, we're going to have Mox versus Tanahashi, which yeah. is going to put us you know bring more of them in. God, how cool! CM Punk versus Naito, CM mm. Punk versus Okada, CM Punk versus Tanahashi. Uh, Kenta. Kent, well, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. That's why, to me, right now, I don't, I don't need CM Punk to be world champ. I need CM Punk to be just everywhere. I just need him to be consistent, stick around, you know, have great matches, wait your turn because he'll get it. Yes. And it'll happen when it's right. And I agree with yes. you. It when it does, yeah, it's gonna be a great moment. But in the meantime, I want all the magic that comes that's going to help build that title. Mm-hmm. You know, the run for that title. Because, again, I, I hope I hope when he gets Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy puts his hands in his pocket and CM Punk drills him. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight up, it turns in. Because, you know, I said it before. I think Orange Cassidy is probably a very great wrestler. He has tremendous speed. Speed you normally don't get to see. But to me, that's a matchup I'm looking forward to. Because you may get to see that speed. You may get to see him wrestle. And really, really wrestle. I mean, that's... Orange Cassidy's only had a handful of opponents that honestly could keep pace with him. Pac. Jericho set the pace and made that match even better. Uh, Johnny Hungy. Could you imagine John Silver against Orange Cassidy? Because we haven't seen that yet. Those two guys are both ridiculously fast. Maybe even faster than Rey Mysterio. That's how fast those two. Uh, let's let's continue our, our quick recap of SummerSlam because we do want to go ahead and get through some of this. Um, new, But that was a great question. Though, by the way. Yes, thank you very much for the great question. You can always send us chat messages right there through Corner to Corner, C2CRadioShow.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter at C2CRadioShow. Uh, new tag team champions for Raw as RK Bro beats AJ and Amos. I was okay with this. I, I like the team of Orton and Riddle. I like what they're doing right now. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna fess up that I didn't see all the pay per view. I only caught the main event, but um, I'm okay with RKO too. RK Bro. RK bro, RK bro. I'm not a Matt Riddle fan by any any stretch. We of know, we know. But <laughs> these two together are hilarious. 
And I they like just, they blend so well. They mesh really good. One of the things I really liked was just the dynamic of, you know, the grizzled veteran in Orton telling Riddle to shut up and to, to not do anything, to just mind his manners when he takes the key away from him. He doesn't allow him to talk. Those are the great points of him. Hello. I'm still here. I thought you were going to comment. No, you, I heard some big, loud thud like you covered the mic because somebody come in the room or something. Uh, nope. Nope, not at all. Oh, yeah. Maybe I had to yeah, call. Yeah, you got, yeah, you got in trouble. Yeah, I didn't get in trouble. <laughs> I want to identify something that's completely unrelated. Probably the, my best figure purchase like of all time is my Luchasaurus figure. Oh, yeah? Looks amazing. Cool. All right. Well, we're not talking about I know. stupid Luchasaurus right now. I just happen to be looking up. Don't you call him stupid. You're stupid. I call him stupid. Stupid Luchasaurus. You're stupid. Uh, there's a lot of feedback. You hit the mic too hard when you when you covered it. <laughs> Sorry. Is that better? <laughs> That's better. Okay. All right. My apologies, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> so let's see here. Um... New U.S. champ Damian Priest beat Sheamus. I mean, this was the first title defense that Sheamus had in, like, two months since winning it at Mania. Uh, you know, I'm totally fine with it. I think Damian Priest is great. The sky's the limit for him. He's a big man. He can go. Vince likes him. We'll see what he does next. Um, the next matchup I wanted to identify that, honestly, just wasn't a bad match. It was a decent little tag match for the SmackDown tag titles, but... Missed opportunity here would be my headline with, with the Usos winning and Dominic not either turning or getting turned on by his father because what a what a botch. Just you've built this up to where Dominic's getting too, you know, big for his britches and just a great opportunity for a father versus son match because, you know, they've done this millions of times in, in Mexico. They know how to do it. The luchador style would have been great and we could have seen. Again, it doesn't matter which way it goes. Maybe Ray turns bad. Have we ever seen a bad guy, Ray Mysterio? Mm, uh, I'm sure somewhere along the way. But again, I mean, it was probably more gray than... Well, I was going to say, maybe the field. filthy animals, and that definitely was gray. Yeah. WCW. Yeah. I mean, I think there might have been a little gray area somewhere along the way so from a missed opportunity to just like a what what just happened after the tag title match ends and uh tiffany haddish who was the post supposed to be the host for SummerSlam, there's this crappy interview that she does with damian priest calling him the national champion uh, last i heard wwe didn't have one of those um we get to the smackdown women's title the first of two returns to WWE that happened Saturday night. Uh, Bianca Belair scheduled to defend the title against Sasha Banks. Now, all week long, there was a lot of rumor, a lot of headlines saying Sasha will not be there. Sasha Banks even uh, posted on, I think, Instagram that she was out filming a movie. Fightful.com, The Observer, PW Insider, everybody's saying Sasha's not going to be there. WWE completely ignores this, does not talk about it, which I think was smart. Instead, we find out that Bianca's opponent is going to be Carmella. 
when this announcement happened, Brian, this is how I envisioned that the crowd would look if Punk did not show up. It was that loud. No. It was that just there were there were chants of bullshit, there were booze. It was it was uncomfortable for a minute because she gets to the ring, she's doing her little, you know, entrance and Carmella for a second there, it's like, no, this is this is happening. <laughs> this is what we're gonna get. And the next thing you know, how does one describe this? The roof shakes. Oh. Yeah. Becky Lynch's music just jars the crowd to life after, you know, being put to sleep by Carmella's entrance. Um, Becky Lynch comes to the ring. The crowd is ballistic. And we get an impromptu match between Becky and Bianca as, yet again, Carmella pays the price for Becky Lynch and uh, gets tossed aside. Now, totally okay with Becky Lynch coming back and challenging Bianca Belair. Totally okay with Becky Lynch coming away as the new SmackDown Women's title. Totally not okay with it only lasting, what did you say it was, 27 seconds? I think it's like 27 seconds. If you have a superstar of the magnitude of Becky Lynch, and one that you've built really, really well in Bianca Belair, why would you just destroy all of that hard work with 27 freaking seconds? Just why? Hey, pal. <laughs> oh, no. Incoming message. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand it either. I don't know why. And this is what we'll talk about at the main event. But I don't understand why you just don't do the match. Mm-hmm. Because now you have Becky destroy here 27 seconds, whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? That's a half a minute, folks. If you don't know how to do one to 60, which half you probably don't. <laughs> wait, what? That's not very nice. Uh, wait, HR? Yeah. HR is getting him a phone call. No, 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 no. HR, I ran the line by HR. They said it was fine. <laughs> Something about this doesn't anyway. right. <laughs> anyway, so you – the again, the problem is – the individual you put the title on, the individual that has carried the title, that has had some really great matches, especially with Sasha, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to take anything away from that little feud. I think it's been a pretty good feud. Yeah. Right? Now, all of a sudden, she's not going to be able to even touch Becky. So why would I tune in for a rematch? We still doing rematches in the WWE? Are you kidding? It's not Monday Night Raw. It's Monday Night Rematch. Okay. Well, I mean, why would I even tune in to watch it? So you can destroy her in 15 seconds? Because, again, the, 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 the rumor is at the after she comes out in face fashion, mm-hmm. wins the title as a face, oh, we're just going to flip her to a bad guy. I mean, that's the big rumors now she's going to be healed i think even the wwe tweeted it here's the thing for this though. point forward she's healed you're, you're going to tell the fans that if she's bad boo this woman you know what they're going to tell you no <laughs> and they're going to cheer becky everything she does she can hit bianca belair in the face with a chair drive over her with a pickup truck 
and then go, then go kiss Montez Ford on the mouth, and guess what's going to happen? Yay! Everybody's going to love that glitch. Remember, we already had this experiment. It's called the man. Yep. The man was supposed to be healed. Mm-hmm. But everybody loved the man. Mm-hmm. Including the man. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm confused. That's right. <laughs> she loved herself. I uh, can't oh. blame her. I would, too. That's all I'm saying. But her big, you, you wrecked the former champion. Right. How is, how is that character going to recover? How? What are you going to do? Move mm-hmm. her to Raw and let her fight Charlotte? Mm-hmm. Oh, if you think Becky wrecked her, what do you think Charlotte's going to do? It's a huge mistake to just, you know, step in and just disrupt the entire plan. From what you've done for Bianca Belair. You dedicated from January to now to get this star off the ground. And at a at a pivotal point where and I'm not saying that Becky should have lost, but at a pivotal point, this matchup, Bianca Belair doesn't need the how do I recover from this loss? Bianca Belair needs to look credible in defeat. So that when you have that rematch, everybody's like, man, she was in it. She could still do this. Now you got a reason to watch. 27 seconds, 15 seconds, I don't care what it is. I'm not tuning in for that. I'm not sold that Becky Lynch could lose. You hit a rock bottom and you beat Bianca Belair. It's done. It's over. End of story. Like, where's the where's the intrigue? Where's the... Where's the drama? I mean, this is supposed to be sports, quote-unquote, entertainment, right? Where's the entertainment value in that? I don't need that. I need something more. You want to continue to be down this road, that's fine. But you better build it right. But, I mean, the, the for me, the problem is... Excuse me. <coughs> on the heels of the con comment... Mm-hmm. You literally wreck somebody that was over, not just in NXT, but on your main roster. Right. So, again, the comments made about the indie wrestlers making good on Raw and SmackDown. Right. Doesn't ring true. Because if she if she pinned her with the rock bottom, the joy about the rock bottom is the rock bottom pretty much come out of nowhere. Right. So you could have given me a 10-minute back-and-forth match. Right. So that in my mind, I'm under the understanding, well, sh- Bianca can not only wrestle with Sasha, but she can wrestle with Becky. If she can wrestle with them two, mm-hmm. she can wrestle with anybody. Right. And then hit the rock bottom out of nowhere, and Becky can win. And now I'm everybody okay. has a reason to tune in again. Right. It's not rocket science. In fact, it's so much simpler. It's pro wrestling. Again, well, no, it's no. not paint by number. Yeah, but they are sports entertainment. Mm-hmm. They're That's not true. pro wrestling. So, Edge, let's go to the match of the night. Edge and Seth Rollins. First off, Brian, I know that you watched the main event. You owe it to yourself to watch Edge versus Seth Rollins. Now, I complained at the beginning of it because it was a slow starter. 
But when Edge comes to the ring, two dynamic moments happen there. First off, we got the Brood entrance in the first for the first time in decades. Did Did you actually get the the entrance? Yes, he came up like through he the fire. Up? Oh, get yes, out of here. it was badass. Did you get that crazy music? Yes, the red light and everything. Yeah. Wow. Now Friday night, we did get a bloodbath and the Brood entrance from Edge. So it was cool, but when it happened at SummerSlam, it was even cooler. And then Edge gets halfway down the ramp, or halfway down the aisle, does his fireworks pose, and then, by the way, there was no pyro at SummerSlam. I just call it fireworks pose. <laughs> he does the pose, and then his normal music hits. It was a great transition. It looked great on TV. The crowd went ballistic, and then he spent the first five to seven minutes on the mat. I hate that. I understand it. I know it's a, it's a selling. Thank you, Sonny. You don't have to pound it into my head. I don't need Jim Cornette's podcast to tell me what selling looks like. I get it. But here's what they did really well. That first five to seven minutes while, yeah, Edge is selling the hell out of everything. As, as they got to that point, it just starts to speed up. But it was gradual. So by the end of the match, you're like on the edge of your seat. You're like, what's going to happen? How does this end? But thankfully, Edge comes out ahead because I was wondering how many more times is Edge going to lose in his return? You know, because Seth loses nothing from losing to a, a legend like Edge. Edge loses everything by losing yet again in a major matchup kind of perspective. Um, so it was good to see him come away with the victory. I think this was the match of the night. I won't say moment of the night, but I think it was match of the night. And then, and then we get to the main event. Yeah, I know I'm skipping over a lot of parts. I know I'm kind of glancing over it. No, I don't want to talk about the Raw Women's title. Wrong person won, period. Lashley and Goldberg. Charlotte, Charlotte. Match. Goldberg damn near killed Lashley. Again? That's, oh, he goes, for, so Lashley, for some stupid reason, decides I'm going to the top rope. Um, I can count on one hand how many times I've seen Lashley go to the top, for the record. So, Goldberg gets to the corner, does an over-the-shoulder throw, kind of like a gorilla press throw. You know, the old bump that Flair usually takes. And the way that he tosses Lashley, Lashley, had he not rotated his body, could have gotten his neck broken and died. That's how close it was. In the midst of wrestling with Lashley, and I'll say this at the beginning of the matchup between the two of them, it was fair. Not great, but it was fair. Goldberg takes a step and just jars his knee. Something was immediately wrong. He gets back into it. You can see he's walking it off, and he seemed okay. But that's where everything just goes awry. You get the botch spot where he almost kills Lashley. Then in the, in the corner where he's getting ready for the spear... Um, MVP hits him in the back of the leg with his cane while the ref's back was turned. Well, he doesn't recognize or do anything at first. And then suddenly he realizes that he got hit with the cane and you see him visibly look to MVP. Like, did I just miss it? And then MVP's just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> he starts to sell it, grabbing his leg. And of course, um, you know, Lashley starts to beat the crap out of him. And eventually the referee does the right thing and stops the match. Which was kind of interesting, because I didn't expect that to happen with Goldberg. So Lashley won by ref stoppage, which was cool. 
that finish was okay. Didn't expect it, but they kind of did what they had to do. End of the match really blew, though, because when they after they do that, then Lashley and uh, MVP take a chair, and they start wailing away on Goldberg. And I'm like, man, this is just dumb, because, like, why now we now we know Goldberg's gonna get a rematch at Crown Jewel. Oh great. And then Gage, Goldberg's son, who by the way, from the last time we saw Goldberg to now, suddenly Gage has aged like ten years. I don't know. Just WWE thinking, I guess. Rushes the ring, jumps on Lashley's back, Lashley turns and chucks him to the ground and then hits the uh he puts him in the full Nelson and uh knocks him out. And that's how that ended. That whole pile of horse crap is what happened during Lashley and Goldberg. Just, just, it really, you know what it reminded me of? Impact. Where they just got to like, and then this happens, and then this happens. And, mm-hmm. Dude, just do the mm-hmm. finish, man. Stop. Just do a mm-hmm. finish. You're going to stop bashing Impact. No. They're better than that. You haven't even watched the show lately. That's not true. That's not true. When? How do I know that the G.O.D. was on Impact, Brian? Uh, Because... They taped it, and the spoilers are out there. I watched it, dude. You, you can't take it. that from me. You didn't watch it. It hadn't even aired yet. Yes, it did. It doesn't come out till next week. You don't know that unless you I read do, the spoilers. Hey, I'm not saying I haven't read the spoilers, <laughs> but I'm just saying. Bull crap. <laughs> All right, so maybe I read bull, it, but it doesn't I'm matter. Calling bull crap <laughs> on you. All right, so next. I, I did watch that match, so we're just going to go with your analysis we get to our main event cena and reigns this whole time this matchup has been built up on the premise that roman i don't need to beat your ass i just need three seconds huh the 16 time heavyweight champion of the world just needs three seconds against the tribal chief the strongest heel character in SmackDown and you just need three seconds. Has John Cena become Barry Horowitz all of a sudden? No, he just needs three seconds for the ref to count. But that's just lame. I I got anybody with two fists has got a fighting chance, Brian. Even me, John Cena. What? (laughs) Come on, John. (laughs) Put some swagger, bro. Put some damn, what do they call it? Put some respect on your name. Are you kidding? So, yep, what happens? We get we get John Cena going for roll-up after roll-up after roll-up. Who the hell wants to see John Wait. Cena go for roll-ups? There's another roll-up. Uh, I missed one. Did I miss the roll-up? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm telling you. So, I watched the main event, right? Yeah. Uh, just, just happened to get it turned on right at the main event. I had every intention of watching it, you know, today um but at the main event kind of killed that for me um but i honestly think again like i said earlier when we were talking i think he had more roll-ups than actual moves i mean look, this john is, cena is known for the five moves of doom I, you know i after watching it i almost i i kind of got so perturbed at that right because to me that's very insulting Towards the fans, right? Right. I had half a mind to go back and try and trace 
every match, every televised match that he's had in the last, say, 10 years to find out how many times he's used a roll-up. Mm-hmm. And then how many times he's ever won with a roll-up. And I almost lay money that he's probably he probably did more roll-ups in this match than he has in the past 10 years. I if you're a John Cena fan, if you're a diehard John Cena fan, I feel sorry for you today. Cuz your boy came out there looking like crap. What did you say earlier, Brian? He phoned it in. Basically, yeah, that's how that it. came off. That's what it looked like to me. Like, so, again, on one side, and again, I'm not a Roman Reigns fan, but I'm going to give him his props this week, right? He was pandering to the crowd. He was doing his damnedest in that match, and he carried the match. Mm-hmm. When Cena looked like he was out of it, there were one or two times on these roll-ups where he just looked like he was bewildered. Mm-hmm. Roman did exactly what he was supposed to do. He went with it, and he kept them shoulders down to the very last second. To me, Roman looked like a 16-time champion. And Cena looked like somebody shouldn't even been in the ring to me. Do I think the match was okay? Sure. Was it good in my opinion? No. And what damn sure wasn't great. And again, this is the part I, you know, that baffles me. It wasn't Roman Reigns' fault. Mm -mm. Not at all. I mean, there was no outside interference. You can blame this on. There was nothing. No, no Usos, no Paul Heyman, really. This was, this was all John Cena's fault. Seriously, this was all John Cena. Reigns had probably one of the best, I won't say wrestling performances, character performance that he's ever had since turning heel. Oh, I, I, not just that. I think probably his entire main roster run because mm-hmm. I mean literally he was working the crowd mm-hmm. and he was working it in such a way that it was amping them up it, it was making them hate him which is what he should be doing and now, like for, yeah go ahead oh, oh I was going to say this time it's not like we hate Roman because no. it's Roman Right. It's no, we don't like the tribal chief now because right. he's picking on us. He's done his job. Yeah, the bad guy is exactly finally the bad guy. Do. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So we're going to go backwards to go forwards here for a second. During Goldberg and Lashley, my wife and I are watching, and she says the name that the one name I did not want to hear during SummerSlam. Lashley is wailing away with the chair. She goes, watch, watch, here comes Brock Lesnar. And I looked at her, and I said, why? Why would you say the one name? Don't put that in the universe is what I said to her. Fast forward. We're at the end. Cena is done. Reigns hits the spear. It's over. Which, honestly, I was kind of expecting Reigns to choke him out. But the spear is fine. Suddenly, we hear... The beast music, and I was like, I looked at her, and I said, why? Why have you done this to me? 
and I watch the screen, and out comes a very Viking-esque-looking Brock Lesnar who looks... I didn't even think it was possible for him to look more jacked than he already is. I thought he looked like one of the Goombas from the Super Mario Brothers movie. (laughs) (laughs) He said one of the Goombas? Yeah. You know, one of the... They got, like, this huge, big body, but their head is way too small for it. I mean, it was. I'm sure it was purely, uh, Mr. Lesnar. I'm sure it was purely just the camera angle. Yeah, don't don't take that. Don't take that. His name is Brian Taylor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah but to me, his head just looked like it was too small. I mean, he does right. look incredibly like Jack, but to me, his head looked too small. <laughs> so while while Brock is coming to the ring and the crowd's exploding, my wife is dancing in the goofiest Evan Almighty dance I've ever seen in my life. I get to thinking, I'm like, man, he's going to F5 Roman. Cool. I'm like, that's a cool way to end the show. Okay. And then it hits me. What if he doesn't? What if they hug? And then my worst fears almost came to fruition because I I swear when they were face-to-face, Brian, the first thing I thought was, oh, no. It's another (laughs) two-man power trip. Oh, no. (laughs) Thank God they didn't (laughs) because... Let's just say what the world doesn't need now is is more Brock Lesnar. And I'm not against Brock Lesnar all the way, but, you know, we did have a long time where Brock Lesnar showed up once every six months. Okay, so we're being fair. But somebody posted on Twitter, Brian, that it was like somebody had the, the Dean Ambrose Pokemon and evolved it to become Brock Lesnar. Because he had, like, the Dean Ambrose look. Wow, Brian didn't like that joke. Yep, Twitter, yeah, you failed no, again. Not, you I'm failed not, me again, it. Twitter. This is all on you. Don't blame Twitter. Damn you. Damn you. But uh, exciting way to end the show. And uh, you know what we didn't get to see that he actually did after the show goes off the air? EF5 John Cena. Would yeah, you have been okay I'm, if he had F5 John Cena on the show? Well, no, because to me that would have put them in, like, cahoots. Ah, okay. You know Fair what enough. I'm saying? Yes. Because it would have been just like, you know, your worst fear. Exactly. Um, Another two-man power trip. But again, you know, part of my problem with Roman is, you know, we've talked about it before. It's how you, how you, how he looks in matches, right? So, mm-hmm. again, now he's at just that spot where there's nobody left. Who is left to beat him? You know, 10 years ago, we could have brought The Undertaker out. Right. Undertaker's way too long. Uh, You know, seven years, we could have brought Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is gone. Triple H is gone. Um, Literally, he's on a show where he has no competition. All right? None. Think about it. Because after Brock, after he beats Brock, because let's be real, he's going to beat Brock. Oh, no, no, no. Let's, not, not, let's take Brock. Let's set him aside for a second, right? Okay. There's nobody on SmackDown. You have built this guy up to the point there's literally nobody on your roster that a paying customer can be like, yep, he can beat Roman. None. Nobody. There's nobody on Raw. 
I mean, the one guy that could have done it, you made him come out look like a WCW video game character. <laughs> the Executioner! Yeah, and I think he might have been unlockable. I'm going to have to go back and look in the book. Kratos. There Kratos. might be a code for him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so, but why not, Brock? You know? And that's the only person left on your roster because you've pissed away that many talented people. And maybe this is by design that Roman is on a show where nobody can beat him. Nobody can even come close. You know, because again, you want to make sure you want to secure your WrestleMania mm-hmm. main event. I mean, the, the rumor and conjecture now is that it won't be Brock Lesnar to beat Roman. It won't be Big E to beat Roman. The rumor right now is that at WrestleMania next year, it's going to be The Rock. Now, I'm not saying that that match couldn't be good or entertaining or even plausible, but The Rock? I mean, he's not not going to be around for maybe a few months. Yeah, Yeah, the question is why. (laughs) And again, to me, that doesn't... that's not a match I'm if I was buying WrestleMania that I'm gonna buy to see. Right, exactly. And I agree with you. I, I am not I like The Rock. I like Roman. But it, to me, if I'm looking at WrestleMania and building that up, there's no victory in having The Rock beating Roman. Like, yeah, you get your moment, but then once The Rock goes back to movies or politics or whatever he decides to do next you're still stuck with the same sauce. Nothing has changed. You're stuck. Yeah, but I don't think The Rock beats him. I mean, how does The Rock beat him? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's still built like a, a, a freaking Yeah, but, but again, though, you're you're talking about a guy that's had been flipped in an ambulance. Mm-hmm. You're talking a guy that's beat technical wrestlers. Mm-hmm. You're talking a guy that's beat monsters. You're talking about a guy that's you know just you know somehow managed to win a, a, a match involving a ten count where he couldn't even get up off the floor. I mean, you again. I've said it for years. You have made this guy Superman. Mm-hmm. There are matches he he won when he should have lost. There are matches that he, you know, should have. I mean, just literally should have lost. And you didn't. Mm-hmm. You rode him. Well, now you've ridden him and you've 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 done the unthinkable because basically you painted yourself into a corner. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, you go. That's that's really how we should close. You just said it. You've made Roman Reigns your Superman. For better or worse, he's your guy. You've had him defeat every single person you've put in their way. I don't see Brock beating him. I happen to agree with you. I don't think The Rock even could really beat him, although that's the rumor. So here's the thing. As we get ready to close out, I think what is your 
Superman, and you're going to like this cliche, is also your kryptonite. Because you have nothing else in the canon to go up against a very, very stacked roster right now in AEW, in New Japan, in Ring of Honor, in Impact. And because they're in NWA, because they're all working together right now, and the only person you seem to have at the helm is saying they don't want any more indie wrestlers. Um, you just shot yourself in a big way right directly in the foot. Maybe even in the thigh because you're just that stupid. Oh, that yeah. and, is and so costly. The other, the other crazy thing about this uh-huh. is this is going to have a, a, a crazy uh, uh, rollover, mm-hmm. right? And for some of us, we can remember that, right? Remember, remember what happened in the Monday Night Wars? Mm-hmm. Remember at one time, the WWE was on from 8 to 10, mm-hmm. right? And then WCW was on, like, a different, like, they only rolled over a little bit, mm-hmm. right? So from, I think, WCW was what, 9 to 11, mm-hmm. right? So you had an hour of WWE programming. Right. Unopposed. But do you remember what WCW started getting smart about? Is that Mr. opener. Yep. And so then they started backing it. Ah, we're going to open. We're going to we're going to go. We're going to put our announcers. We're going to have Tony and whoever say, "Hey, we're starting in five minutes. This is what we got on tap." Yep. It's the same company mm-hmm. that beats you for how many weeks? Fifty. 56, 58, 83 weeks. Okay, there it is. 83 weeks. It's the same company. They've done it before. Do you not think that if this carries on and, the, and Rampage starts picking up a million plus, mm-hmm. that they're not going to start interrupting programming and do the same stuff over? Do you think eventually they may not creep back a half an hour? And start going head to head for that half an hour, mm-hmm. and the only thing you have is Roman. And hey, I I like him as much as the next guy, but he's not enough. He's not enough. You you've picked the wrong time to back the wrong horse in that regard. You just because you know, it. Yeah. As soon as I do it, the first 15, uh, 15 20 minutes is going to feature CM Punk. Right. Right. And or, I'm going to show you what counter programming does. Or Danielson. Or yes. Black. Or yes. hell, even Strowman. Yes. And, and I'm not saying that Strowman would outdraw Roman. I'm not stupid. But I also think that the shock value of having Strowman come out and demolish the Dark Order, for example, runs right through him in five minutes because he could do it. You're not going to turn that channel because you're going to be like, what the hell just happened? Right. So now, now Raw or SmackDown, whatever night you decide to do it on, Roman's like, uh, I don't know what to do. And he's going to do whatever they tell him to do because he's a good company, man. 
Yeah, because didn't, didn't Rampage beat SmackDown in every category but like one? So they were in the key demographic, it was 0.57 for Rampage and 0.59 for SmackDown, which, in my opinion, I call it a victory just because of the fact that it was an unadvertised, you know, rumored, hey, we might have this guy, you know. You know what I mean? And right. it just happens to outdraw pretty much everything except for that key demo. So, and 10 o'clock. Yeah. So here's the thing. You're on a Friday night at 10 o'clock, which is really unproven time slot for wrestling. Um, yeah. You are you got a lot of work to do. You, This wasn't a volley across the bow. This was a cannonball right through your foundation. You better get on it and get hot because you've got and limited you time. Yeah, and if you don't think they're not going to switch to a better time slot, you're crazy. Oh, yeah. Or expand. Yeah. Expand. Well, I mean, go, again, to, go the, 9 to nine to 11 on Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the big thing, this is the big thing. Mm-hmm. Like, even Warner Studios, whatever they're called now. Oh, yeah. Warner Media. Yeah. Came out and said, huh, you signed CM Punk, mm-hmm. and we will put the might of this company behind him. Uh, Time Warner, by the way, was the company responsible for the ultimate demise of World Championship Wrestling. Warner Media could, oddly enough, be responsible for the demise. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Because they've split. Mm-hmm. Warner has picked up Discovery, or Discovery's right. bought Warner from AT&T. AT&T holds the rights mm-hmm. to this stuff. However... Warner Media is in control. Right. Warner Media will be 100% completely different than AT&T. And again, CM Punk shows it because they came out on the mere whisper and said, hey, uh, if CM Punk is signed, he will have the might of this production company behind him. Wow. That's pretty huge. Yes. That's going to do it for us for this week. Hey, I've got big news before I turn us loose. Coming soon You're to Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio, <laughs> we're going to be joined by the folks that are making the brand new mobile wrestling card game called WrestleDeck. Uh, within the next few weeks, I've gotten in contact with their owners through Twitter. They will be joining us for an in-depth discussion about the game, their roster, which includes Ivelisse, Leo Rush, Ace Austin, got a lot of good, talented folks on board for this. It's going to be an exciting game to check out. Go to Facebook.com slash WrestleDeck right now. Check them out. Their roster's available. Brief screenshots as to how the gameplay looks so far. Rachel Ellering signed to their roster as well. A lot of quality folks involved in this game, and I can't wait to talk to them about it. Brian can be found on Twitter at VladDragoolC2C. Rob can be followed at Rob Hefner C2C, and I can be found at Stan Grubb everywhere, including Twitter. Catch up with the show at C2C Radio Show on Twitter and Quarter to Corner Wrestling and Wrestling Show on Facebook. C2C Radio Show.com for your boys here at C2C. Man, it's an exciting week. I can't wait to see what happens on Wednesday and how they follow up. Yes. Mm, mm, mm. It's going to be good. I leave you the same way we came in, with the melodious chance of...
don't you why don't you just hit the music? <laughs> Have a great week, own, everybody. I don't own this music, but I'm playing. <laughs> we'll see you next time right here on Corner to Corner. Have a great night and great week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.